Parshas Vayetzeh. Torah was said in the English calendar November 18th, 1939. November 18th, 1939. She says, Hashem was standing upon Yaakov Avinu. Rashi says, the Shamra, to protect, to guard him. So the Rebbe Schusinano asks, Haim lo dai be malach min malachim ha elu yishishmreyu. Isn't it enough to have one of the malachim that Hashemishbach uses throughout? Throughout Sefer Breshis, we have Malachim and Shmois as well. But why not use a Malachim and a Malachim to protect Yaakov Avinu when he's having the dream? And it says a little bit later, Hashem says, Anochi, I'm with you. Ushmaticha, I'm going to guard you. Bechol Asher Teilech. Bechol Asher Teilech. Wherever you go. From now until the end. I'm, I'm in charge. I'm taking care of you. Velo mohutzvach kanlias nitzav l'shamrei. So what's this special shmir? When Yaakovinu is lying there on the stones that come together and he has the dreams, the sula mutzav arza, the ladder, the makam ha-migdash. What is this special shmira? First of all, why Davki is Hashem the Shemra over here? And even though you could say that when it says later on in Pasuk Tesvav, when it says, that that's talking about the future derech, the rest of the journey, his entire path. But over here, when it says, V'ine Hashem Nitzavolov, Rashi, L'Shomro, it's talking about that night. The night of the, the night of the Sulam, of the ladder. It's okay, that doesn't answer the question. Why were there two Shmiras? Why is it necessary that there be two Shmiras? Why Davka Hashem And why two Shmiras? Why is it that the Shmira for the entire, for the entire Duration of of Yaakov in his trip. Why wouldn't that shmir work for tonight as well? Will a shmir ma'ata achi yoshua? It should just be one shmir me'ata from now achi yoshua until until he comes back until he comes back to 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 his home until he returns there to so Why not one shmir? The Rebbe says something very deep, very beautiful as always. And very much Nagaya to to the matzav that he was in. The medrash brings a view. Shemalochem elu sorry heumos hayu sheoliviyardu. In the note on the bottom, v'hine malachi elukim oylem viyardim oylem shnayim viyardim shnayim. You're all familiar with the medrash. 
that the malachim that were ascending and were descending upon the ladder were the sarei arba malchis, were the sarum, the angels that were the embodiment of the malchis, of the kingdoms, of the four kingdoms, shel shotanusan gemeris behen, so the, the four nations that ascend the ladder and then descend the Elias and the Eridas of the nations of the world, of the Malchias. The rise and fall of world empires. Those are the Malachim, Chazal tell us, that are Oilem V'yardimbo. That are Oilem V'yardimbo. That are going up the ladder and coming down the ladder. That's why Yaakov was afraid, because he didn't see the Malachim of the last one coming down. But these are the, these are the, the empires of the world that are ascending and descending the ladder. These are the Malachim. Lachain, therefore, Kishanase his garus ben hasarim. When there's a war in the world, when there's a war, when there's a hisgarus ben hasarim, when the, when the nations of the world are at war with each other, which was the matzav that had just started a short time before when the Rebbe was saying this, each one is going up and there's, there's a milchama taking place by the ladder and knocking the other one down. One with a milchama. What's a milchama? With a milchama, is, there is a, the, the one, there's one nation that ascends to power. And it takes over, and then the other one comes and knocks it down. That's the Mulchama, that's the war. Vizela Hepach, Oilem Viyardim. The whole Mulchama is Oilem Viyardim. The nations of the world, the Umas Oilam, are Oilem Viyardim, fighting with each other, trying to climb that ladder of world control, of world domination, and then the next one comes and knocks it down. And this oil and then yarid and oil and that's the nature of Mulcham. Whenever there's a Mulcham in the world, especially when it's a world war, Jews suffer. That's how it's always been. It wasn't only by World War II when the, the Nazis and Machshamam came up with a final solution. World War I is overshadowed by World War II. World War I, the Jewish communities of, of Europe are uprooted. It was the beginning of the end. World War I was terrible. It was a terrible horror. Whenever the, whenever the nations of the world, the Mazgaris, with each other, when they're fighting with each other, when the ladder is shaking, with the wars of the nations of the world, it's always Oilem V'yardim Bay. Like the Svarim say, and Rashi brings down the Chazal, be Yaakov Avinu. That somehow it's always related to Yaakov Avinu. Somehow it's always related to Am Yisrael. Somehow the war gets back to Am Yisrael. Oilem v'yardim bo. Bo, be Yaakov. So the Rebbe says that when there's Mulcham in the world, as Tzarech Isha Yisraeli Rachme Shemaim Kolkach. Then, then a Jew needs so much Rachmanis from Shemaim because we're in such danger. Ad Shashem Ba'atzmai needs to love Lashamah. Hashem doesn't send a Malach. 
The Rebbe is being mechazik to Eilim. He says that Hashem is himself needs of a love. Yaakov Avinu, everything that happened with Yaakov Avinu was, of course, what was going to be in the future. And the Eilim v'yardim bo, the nations of the world that are at war, that are climbing, that are ascending, and that are falling, fighting with each other. As Yaakov lies on the ground, Eilim v'yardim bo, then Yaakov is in great danger. And Hashem doesn't send an angel. V'hine Hashem nitzav alav l'shomra. This is what the Rebbe is davening for. And he's trying to be mechazik the people there. Ad shashem ba'atzmei nitzav alav l'shomra. Ki b'malach namar. We see that with malachim, you can't always rely on malachim. Malachim, whatever it means, they have sometimes, they don't have enough patience. A malach doesn't have much patience with a human being. We see many times in Chazal that the malachim disregard human beings, right? And the malachim look down. Malachim are impatient with the imperfections of human beings. So the Rebbe says, Ki it says, He will not tolerate your sins. That's later on in Mishpatim. Malachim, malachim abikanoim. Malachim come from a world of perfection. A malach is not capable of the rachamim rabim of the Creator, who created imperfection. A malach is perfect, and the malach standard is perfection and demands perfection. But for who is baruch rachamim rabim who? But Hashem is baruch created an imperfect world. And the Kaddish Baruch Hu is filled with Rachamim Rabim. Kel Mole Rachamim. Rachamim Rabim Hu. Vomolo Hashem Ani Elokei Avram Avicha. So Hashem's Baruch reassures Yaakov Avinu, slash the Jewish people. Ani Elokei Avram Avicha. Which means what? Why is it that the Baruch Shalom is now telling Yaakov Avinu his whole Yichas? He doesn't know who his father and his grandfather are. Why is Hashem telling Yaakovinu, I'm going to watch over you? I am the God of your father and your grandfather. Why does he have to tell him all of this? So the Rebbe explains. Amalek doesn't have Rachimim Rabbim. Amalek is impatient. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying to Yaakovinu that even in the future when there'll be a Jew, one of your descendants, who doesn't have this chus, even if you don't have this chus, and there's a Jew regarding whom Hashem says, I can't say about this Jew, I'm Hashem, your God, because that Jew doesn't care about me. And he doesn't, he's not interested in me being his God. So there will be Jews, descendants of Yaakov, about whom Hashem can't say, Anochi Hashem Lokecha. But, but Hashem will always, will always say that even though you haven't accepted me as your God and you and I don't have a relationship but I haven't forgotten your father and your grandfather I haven't forgotten who you come from so when a Jew is not worthy Hashem says even though you and I don't see eye to eye but 
But I remember your parents and your grandparents. And for that alone, Gamkein needs of love l'shamre. Hashem says, I will myself come and, and watch over you, even though you're not interested in me. I myself will watch over you. And that's something a malach. Because a malach, is, a malach is not going to deal with a person such as you, necessarily. A malach, it says in Pasuk, that's what the Rebbe brings. But by malach it says, Ki lo The malachim don't tolerate the sins of Jews. The malachim, the malachim are, not, are not patient like a Kaddish Baruch and therefore, for a Jew who is sinning, the Malach refuses to stand guard. I'm not doing shmir for such a Jew. He's not interested in me. He doesn't believe in me. And I'm not taking care of him. Whatever that means with the Malach and his job not going into. But Hashem Baruch says, and this is what the Rebbe is giving over to the Yidin over there. That's why it says over here, when there's a terrible war going on in the world, and every Jewish life is in danger, even Jews who are not religious, even Jews who are not, who are not Shem Mitzvahs, who don't believe in God and don't believe in angels. Hashem Esbar says, And therefore, Hashem Esbar himself says, Hashem This is not a regular Shmir. Later on along the journey, it's a regular Shmir. But here, at a time when the nations of the world are ascending and descending, when there's a world war that's taking place, when every, when every Jew is in danger, so here the Rabbi Shalom goes himself, Kivyachal. And Hashem Zbarach says himself, Ani Hashem Lakeav Ramavicha, Lakeav Yitzchak, Harasachim, Lachad Nana Rashi says, Nitzavalov is Lashamra, Hashem himself, Hine Hashem Nitzavalov. Hine Hashem Nitzavalov. In all of these parashiyas, Bayeitse, Bayishlach, Bayeshev, there's all Chanakid that you see here, when it says in the Pazik, Vihine, Hashem Nitzav is the Rosh Tevis Yavan. Right? Vav is, and then Hashem is Yud Kevav Ke Yud. And then Nitzav is known as, Vin Hashem Nitzav, is Yavan. And the Svarim say, the Svarim say, that we see here that Yaakov is lying flat on his back. And you know that the din of the Chanukah, there's a big Chiddush, that the L'Hadchila, the Adlokas Haneris is Davka, what? Lamata? Lamata Masaratavach. Really, it's the L'Hadchila in the, between three and ten, right? It's Lamata Masaratavach. V'hinei ha'arsashat ha'shoichevela. That means there's an Indian when Am Yisrael is in that matziv of Shechiva, of Lamata Masaratavachim, when we're not doing well when we've gone away from him, like was the Matzah by Chanukah. And Yivonim Nikbut Suolai. V'hine Hashem Nitzav is Isaiah's Yavon. Because even there, even when, even when Am Yisrael is in, the, is in that state of Atashoycher Allah, a state of Shechiva. And that's what you see over there with the Matzah and the oil that's poured out of the Mizbeach. Until the Matzaver, rather. It's all about Hanukkah. But Vihine Hashem Nitzavalov. All of Lushomroi. And now listen to what the Rebbe says. Vihine Khan, over here in the dream that Yaakov had of the latter, Mitchilo Kosovani Hashem. It's interesting. First it says, 
Ani Hashem Lekei Avram Avich. Ani. Ani. I am Hashem Lekei Elokei Avram Avich. I am, I am Hashem, the God of Avram, your father. Ani Hashem Lekei Avram. Vecharkach Kosov. But afterwards it says, Anoichi Imach. Anoichi, with a chaf. I am with you. Why is it that at first it says, Ani Hashem Lekei Avram Avich. Without the chaf. And afterwards says, Hashem says, Anoichi, I am with you, with the chaf. Right? Ani, with the chaf, is Anoichi. Why? Kiachilik ben Ani, la Anoichi. Hu achaf. Visa b'gemar Shabbos. The Gemara in Shabbos, which is talking about, Anoichi Hashem lo'kecha, the Aser Sedebris. So the Gemara says, Anoichi, the word Aleph Nun, Aleph Nun Chaf Yud, is Natrikun Ano Nafshoi Kesavis Yehovis. I'm sure you've seen that. Hashem, when he said the word Anochi, he was saying, I, Ano, Nafshoi, my soul, Kesavis, I have written in this, in Yehovis, and I'm giving it to you. Hashem Yisbach says, I have written myself mamish into the, into the, into the Torah, into the Luchas. Ano Nafshi Kesavis Yehovis. Kivyochel himself says, I'm, I'm mamish put myself into the Torah. And I'm giving myself completely over to you. So the letter Chaf in that Rashatavis, the letter Chaf is the word Kisavis. I have written. I have written. I have engraved and written. Nimsa, so the Rebbe says, what we see from here is, that by Maimon Sinai, Hashem did not say Ani Hashem Lekech, by Maimon Sinai. Hashem said Anochi Hashem Lekech, not Ani Hashem Lekech, Anochi Hashem Lekech. Why? So the Rebbe explains, Nimsa Sha'ani Hu B'loik Sovis. When you see the word Ani without the Chav, it means without the Ksiva, because the Chav is the letter of, of Ksiva, Ksovis. I have written myself in. I have engraved myself in. That's missing in the word ani. There's no chaf. Nimzer sha'ani hu b'loik savis. Ka'achilak ben haksav, the next page in, in the new edition. Ka'achilak ben haksav la'adibur. In other words, when Hashem says ani, it's dibur. It's Hashem speaking. When it's anoichi with a chaf, chaf means ksavis. means not only is Hashem saying it, ksavis, he's writing it in. He's writing it in himself, writing it in. And the Rebbe explains, because the chiddush between Ksiva, Haksav, Vahadibur, who Shemash and Nichtov, because something when it's written, Nisha Gamacharsha also Hapula. It remains. On and on and on. After after the act has ended, after the word has ended. When it comes to speech, when the word, when the person has finished the word, it's gone. It disappears. It's not here anymore. Masha'ani came after a person has written the word, the word remains. It's, it's there. It's forever. Dibur is only when you're there at that moment when it's spoken and you're able to hear it. There's no record of it afterwards with Dibur. It's spoken and then it's gone. Ve'evshe zelgam loikishani nechtov ani nikra. 
So Rebbe suggests that maybe this is the pshat, the deeper, deeper pshat in the Gemara and Pesachim. But there the Gemara is, is discussing the Shem Havaya and the Shem Alav Dalad Nun Yud. That the Shem Havaya, of course, is written Yud Kevavke, but we're not allowed to pronounce it, with the exception of Besamikdish, we're not allowed to pronounce it Yud Kevavke. It's written with the letters Adnus, Alav Dalad Nun Yud. Brings the Gemara on the bottom of footnote two. Rav Avina Rami Ksiv Zeshmi Lo Olam Zechri Ladador. So there's something that's called Shmi, my name, and there's something that's called Zechri, the remembrance of my name. And the Gemara learns Amar Kadosh Baruch Hu Loik Shani Nechtav Ani Nikra. My name is written one way, but it's pronounced a diff- it's read a different way. There's a there's a Kri and a Ksiv. The Ksiv is Yudke Vavke. That's what's written. But we're not allowed to pronounce it Yudke Vavke. It's pronounced Alev Dalad Nun Yud. That's why it says Shmi Oilam and Zichri Ladardar. Armakajbaru like Shani Nechtav Ani Nikra, Nechtav Ani Biyud Hei. Meaning Yudke Vavke. The Nikra Ani Ba'alev Dalad. But the way that it's read and pronounced, the way it's said, it's spoken, is Alev Dalad Nun Yud. It's written Yudke Vavke, but it's pronounced Adnus, Alev Dalad Nun Yud. That's what the Gemara is talking about. So the Rebbe says, That Hashem says, the way that I am written is not the way that I'm spoken of. I'm written, I'm, my name is written Yudke Vavke. It's pronounced Alev Dalad Nun Yud. In the Beis HaMikdash, of course, the Shem HaVai was pronounced, Shem HaMaforosh, Yaitzu Pi Kayin Gadol. In the Beis HaMikdash, the Shem HaVai was, the Shem HaVai, the Shem Yudke Vavke, would say, would utter the name of Hashem, Kiksi Vosso, the way that it was written. The Rebbe says something very, very beautiful. Because when they were in the Beis HaMikdash, when they heard the Shem Hashem in the Beis HaMikdash, it was on the level of Ksiva, which means, even though it was only spoken, but it was spoken in such a way where nobody ever remained the same afterwards. It didn't leave you. It didn't go away from you. It was seared into your into your being. It was engraved into your essence. The kedusha that was engraved in every Jew when they heard the Shem Hashem and the Beis Hamikdash was so was so was so strong that it was keilu nichtav So in the Beis Hamikdash, the Kri and the Ksiv were the same. Meaning the Beis HaMikdash, the Shem Hashem was allowed to be spoken. Because in that place where everything is clear, when it's spoken, it's ki'ilu, it's written. When it's spoken, when it was spoken, it was, it was engraved mamish in the depths of every Jew. And what is the difference between Ksav and Dibur? Dibur disappears, Ksav remains. Therefore, the dibur of the the dibur of the Beis Hamikdash was normally what's written, which is the Shem Havaya, 
Normally it's written because writ- written means something which, which is forever. In the Basin Mikdish, it was spoken. That which is forever was spoken. The Shem Havai. It was spoken in the Basin Mikdish. Therefore, in the Beis Hamikdash, when the Shem Hashem was was said, it was said the way that it's written, not the way, not al It was said. It was said because even though it was a dibur, it was it was spoken is b'toras ksav. It was b'toras ksiva. It was that way of ksiva, which is zeshmila erla. <coughs> Which is forever and ever and ever. The Gemara Dashin's La'olam is missing a vav, that it means Ne'elam, that the Shem Havaya is hidden. We're not allowed to pronounce it, it's hidden. But in the Besamiktish it was revealed. It didn't have to be hidden. In the Besamiktish wasn't hidden. So therefore, even though generally Zeshmi La'olam, La'olam means Ne'elam, it's hidden, it's covered underneath the Shem Adolf Dal and Yud. That's usually how it's done. The Shem Havaya, we don't say it. It's hidden. It's Ne'elam, Le'olam, underneath, in the disguise of the Shem Adnus. And we pronounce Hashem's name when we, when we read. We pronounce Al Dalnud Yud. Zeshmi Le'olam. But Zezichri, but Zezichri, the Dor Dor, which means it is remembered. The remembrance of it is from generation to generation. There is a place in the world called the Beis Amikdash. Where the, where the Shem Hashem is spoken the way that it's written. Because in that place, when it's spoken, it's the same as being engraved, it's the same as being written into each and every one of us. Which is not the case in Golas. In Golas... We're not allowed to say it's a zichri It's we only have a, a, we only have a memory of it, and we read it with our eyes, but we're not allowed to say it with our mouths. So we pronounce it shem alav dalad nunyut. It's written one way, but it's pronounced a different way, because golus is hestapon. Golus is is a time of hell and veheste, of concealment, and therefore, mashenikin ata shein hadibur bechinas ksiva. Because in Golis, when Jews give each other words of encouragement, when Jews say over words of terror to each other, they help for the moment, for the time being. But it's only like a word. And when the word is over, the chizik disappears. It's not ksiva. It's dibur. So, There are a lot of diburim, talking and talking and taira and taira, but it's all the tairas dibur. And the nature of dibur is when it's been spoken, it goes away after it's spoken. It doesn't leave behind kedusha in the person. I mean, of course it can make an impression, but the teva of gorlas is shikha, is forgetfulness. And the teva of gorlas is that the diburim come and the diburim go. All of you have been in a situation like that where you have a chavr or somebody that could use some chizik and you pour your heart out and you give chizik and you feel that there's a toelis and the person has a chiz from it. I'm sure you've been in this situation. 
and the person has a chiyus from it, but then, but then the next day or the next hour, it's kilo you didn't say anything. It can become frustrating, especially if you do that your entire life. It can become frustrating. So you believe that there is something that's written, something. But Dibur and Golas is in Golas. And the nature of Golas Adibur is that words are spoken, but they, they don't make it all the way down deep into the person. They get stuck someplace. That's Golas. Not only in Mitzrayim there's a Golas Adibur. Moshe Benu can't talk, and Paro doesn't hear, doesn't listen. And Bnei Yisrael not listening, they're not able to understand what Moshe Benu is talking about. Golas is identified as a time of Golas Adibur where one cannot communicate fully to the other. The words somehow don't penetrate to the core of the other. Not between friends, not a rabbi to a Talmud, and not from Kutshubichu to Knesset Yisrael. There's a breakdown in communication. That's the nature of Golas. So Dibur is Dibur, and you say good words and it could help a little bit, and you can give a little bit of a chizik. But then Dibur, when you're done talking, it goes away. It starts to fade. The minute you finish the word, it already starts to disappear. With Dibur. So the Rebbe is saying, We hear words of terror, and we try to hear Hashem telling us words of encouragement. But, but a moment later, we find ourselves terribly weak and lost. We can't, we can't find ourselves. Could be, could be by Neila, and you're screaming, Hashem, Lukim, Hashem, Lukim, Hashem, Lukim, and you mamish believe, Bemunishlam, that you'll never do another affair the rest of your life. Bishas Maisi, when you're screaming, Hashem, Lukim. And on the way home from Shul, you cut some old lady off, because you almost killed some old lady, because you're rushing to get your Danish and coffee. You thought your mamish would never do anything wrong the rest of your life. It's hard. It's hard for Diburim to, to stay. Diburim come and they go. You have to keep on saying it over and over and over again. I once had a couple in the office, I remember now. I had a couple who was talking to me in the office, a husband and wife. And uh, so she had a taina. Uh, she had a taina that he never says nice things to her. She's not the first or the last to have such a taina. That he never says he never says nice things there. So I looked at him. I said, "No." So he says, so he says to his wife, "What do you mean? What do you mean?" It was like embarrassing enough. The whole thing he goes. What do you mean? I don't say nice. So she said, "What do, you, what do I mean? I mean, like, how about to say I love you, for instance?" So the guy sitting in front, the guy said, "What do you mean? I said that to you. I said that to you two years ago by our anniversary. You don't remember? We were in the restaurant. I said that to you." So she looks at me and she says, no, this is what I have, my this is, this is, You understand that? Do I have to say, do I have to explain anything else? And he says this like, you know, I, I, it was just two years ago I told you something nice. So she's saying, I could use a little bit of a, what's it called, with a, a renewal, like in the library, you know. 
I could use a little bit something again. You know, it's a, it's been a, it's been a long two years. And he meant it like 100. percent He says, "What's what's a taina? What could she have a taina? I don't say nice things. I don't say good shabbos." The diburim, because when you're very tzibrochen, there are two things. When the diburim are not said with all of the energy that they should be said, they don't penetrate because it's not dvar ma'yotim in alive. But it's also of the heart is very very hard. If a person's in terrible pain, then it could be that even if you say the words, them is, they don't get in. They don't get in. That's why there's a famous verse from the Kotzko that says, Hashem says that the words should be upon your heart. The love that I have, these words should be upon your heart. So the Kotzko said, what do you mean, should be in your heart. So the Kotzko said, because sometimes a person is so tzibrochen, and the heart, he says, no, not tzibrochen. Sometimes a person's heart is very hard. He's callous, and it's insensitive and hard. And he's not able to hear me saying how much I love him. But then, a day will come and the heart will break and then the words will fall in. So it's Allah the words surround the heart. But the heart has to be able to break and receive the words. Sometimes a person doesn't allow the words to enter. So you could have a situation where the guy's telling his wife a hundred times a day, I love you. Go the other extreme. Sister, a hundred times a day, I love you. And he's good to her, he takes care of her. I love you, I love you, Mamish love you, my whole life I love you. And she can't hear it. Because there's something wrong. That's Golis Adiba. It's a terrible, terrible, it's a terrible Golis, Golis Adiba. Because Golis Adiba, you could have everything in the world, but, but it doesn't, doesn't help. People don't hear each other. It's not registering. And, and because of that, the Rebbe says, Achakach hakadusha nechleshes bano. L'chein en yuchayim lukro b'bechines ksiv. Therefore, we understand that when we would walk away from the Beis HaMikdash, when a, person, when a person's only hearing, but it's not able to be engraved in his essence, so then it becomes weak. It goes away. So the Rebbe ends and says, And when it's a time, Shetzarlon, Terrible sorrows. Setsarlon, we're not made sad. In a very, very hard and difficult place in our lives. And we're suffering terribly because now, the Rebbe says, right now in the world, the sorrow, the angels of the nations of the world are fighting. They're going up and down the ladder. They're ascending, they're descending, they're killing each other, they're fighting it out. And whenever the malachim of the world are fighting it out, it means terrible tsaras for Yaakov Avinu. It means terrible tsaras for Am Yisrael when the nations of the world are fighting it out. They say something that they used to say, I mean, I heard this from my father. That it's, it's much better in Yiddish, the way it said in the original, but my father said that there was once, there was a, a, a Jew that was a Balagali. He was driving the wagon for the pirates, for the rich guy. And the Jew's the wagon driver. And he's going on a little, a little road someplace in Poland, wherever, a narrow road. 
and there's another fancy wagon coming, and there's another Jew that's driving the other wagon for a rich guy. And they had an accident, even though they have the whole field. No, no. They had an accident. They knocked into each other. So the two Goyim get out, the two Paritsim get out, the noblemen, and the two Jews get out. Now these Jews love each other. The two Goyim get out, and how the two Jews get out? Now in those days, every guy would call the Jew that worked for him Mashke. Mashke, Moshe. We call him Mashke. So my father said that the guy gets out from, the, from one wagon, the guy, the Paris, he's very, very angry. And he goes over and he, and he gives a punch to Moshka, to the other Moshka. That you crashed into my wagon. Then the other Moshka's guy is very, very angry. And he hits the other Moshka. He says, how dare you hit, touch my Moshka? And he beats up the other Moshka. And he says, you're going to punch my Moshka? And he hits again this Moshka. My father said, that's the whole history, pretty much. Goyim have, goyim have with each other in Yonim. And then Moshka is the one that gets beaten up. But that's how it goes. That's what, that's, what, that's what Menachem Begin said. You remember what Menachem Begin said? When the whole Maise, which we're still suffering from, because what happened with the, with the Christians, with the Christian Arabs and the Muslims, the, the massacre that took place in Shatila was Mamisha, uh, 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 it was the, the Goyim were killing each other. And what happened is they came after, they came after us. We, ultimately, that, that would lead to the downfall of the whole government. There was a stain on, on Eric Sharon's record. He was the one that was behind all of that. What happened? What, what happened was that the Jews didn't stop it as quickly as they should have. So Begin said, Menachem Begin said to the whole world, you hear this? He says, he said it originally in Yiddish also, Menachem Begin. He said, Goyim are killing Goyim, and then we get, we, the Jews are the ones who have to, and then we get beaten up. That's the, that's the whole story. The Goyim are killing Goyim. The Christian Arabs are killing the Muslims. And then we have to get beaten up. Now we have to suffer. So the Rebbe is saying, So there's terrible war going on. And the, and the nations of the world are at war with each other. That's bad for Yaakov Avim. That's bad for Moshka. When the Goyim are knocking into each other, that's bad. It's bad for us. But the Rebbe says, However, because of the tsaras, a person when he's having tsaras is not such a big balgaiva like he usually is. When he's going through tsaras, he becomes humbled. So we, we now feel humbled before Hashem. And we're afraid. We feel the Yos Hashem. Normally, when things are good, it's not so pushed. So if the heart is broken, if our hearts are broken now, we have to engrave, we have to engrave the Yerush Hashem deep within the heart. Deep, deep within the heart. It's an opportunity. That we should be able to remain Jews who are God-fearing and who are humble before Hashem after the Tsarist ends. Unfortunately, Rabbi didn't survive that. That when the time will come quickly, that Hashem will put an end to all of the suffering, we will remain with that Dibur that was written into us. 
of Anoichi Hashem Lekach, with the Chaf. The Chaf means Kesavis. Kesavis. Anoichi Hashem Lekach. So the Rebbe is saying to the Jews, we're all heartbroken. Our hearts are open. It means there's a place for Hashem's presence to be engraved deep within us. Instead of becoming weaker, we can strengthen ourselves. And this Kedusha that we feel now, and the connection that we have one to the other that we feel now, we can sustain this. After the Tzaras are finished, we'll be able to hold on to this. Because what's, what we're going through now, Hashem is, is, is in a way of Anochi, not Ani. It's in a way of Anochi, with a Chav. That when the, even when the Tsaris end, we'll be able to remain Meshubita Hashem. We'll remain attached to Him. And we'll serve Him Be'emes, Be'ahava Be'ir. And the Arius Rav Kook writes that Milcham is a time of tremendous Kedusha. And people got upset when he wrote that. They always got upset with him because they didn't follow through. They had an Indian with Rav Kook. So when Rav Kook said that the time of Milcham is a, is a time where there's a tremendous Arius of Kedusha, he wasn't saying that it's fun. He wasn't saying that it's great. We hope that we'll always have wars. Rav Kook wanted there should be war. Rav Kook wasn't saying that. But what he was saying was that the heart is softened during the time of war. And when the heart of a Jew is softened, then one Jew connects very deeply to another Jew. These past few weeks, it's interesting how all of a sudden in Guli Sharm, the police and the, and the army seem to be welcomed. Interesting, no? Last year at this time, even if you were wearing a yarmulke, and if you're wearing an a, a, a army uniform, it happens, oh, the crazy people. I'm not saying that that's what the, the average Jew, God forbid, in Yerushalayim does. But even, they were not felt, they did not feel welcomed in, in those neighborhoods. Now you see that uh, everybody's baruch haba, baruch haba. Everybody's bringing out rogelach for the soldiers now. It's interesting. Is that going to remain after the, after the Yishmaelim are pushed back? Is that going to remain? Or is it going to be Nachamal, the same business, that a Jew comes in and another Jew spits at him? The Jew who's protecting you. Now everybody says, Baruch Abba, because everybody's nervous, everybody's afraid. And it's a time of, of a Melchama, and there's a Cyrus of Kedusha, where Jews, all of a sudden, all the things on the outside fall down, and the, and the heart is open. And when the heart is open, there's a Ksiva. And the Ksiva says, He's a Yid. And you're also a Yid. What's the Nafkim in it? And, and, and then Jews are able to take care of each other and help each other. And then the, and the non-religious Jews, when they see all the religious Jews, that they go with Zaka, with the beards and payas, normally these, these chilonim can't stand to see a Jew with a beard and payas. But now they say, kol ha-kavod, kol ha-kavod. Yudim, Yudim. I'll never forget. And I mean, maybe I will, but in the meantime, I haven't forgotten. It's a, it's a silly thing to say, I'll never forget. Baruch Hashem, in the meantime, I remember that Years ago, my wife and I, we were the whole chevra in Poland. We went to Makarmus to Kivet Sadikim, and we went to, we went also to concentration camps. And, and we went, we traveled from, from Auschwitz. And we went 
to Prague for Shabbos, which is much, much better than remaining in Poland for Shabbos. Never end up in Poland. Always try to end the trip somewhere else. You know what I mean? So we went, Baruch Hashem, to Prague. And Prague is already is a much lighter place, a beautiful place. And even during the Mulchama, there were going in Prague that helped Jews. A lot of going that helped Jews in Prague. So we were in Prague for Shabbos, and we ate our meals. We stayed in this hotel where most of the Jews stay over there. I think it's called Intercontinental. I don't remember. We stayed in the hotel, and we ate by Chabad. Chabad is, you go past the Maral Shul a little bit, and there's the Chabad, and we ate the meals in Chabad. We daven by the Maral Shul, and we ate in the Chabad. So Shabbos, after the meal, I was walking back. My wife was walked ahead, and she was talking to one of the ladies, and I was walking a little bit behind. I'm wearing my strimal on my back. Is still not such a common thing to see in Prague. I was walking there, and and I, I'm going close to the hotel, and there's this long ledge, like a stone wall, short stone wall. And I'm walking there, and I see there are like a hundred ladies sitting on this wall. So I start to go faster, and I'm I'm, I'm trying to behave as a, as a religious Jew should behave. And I'm looking the other way, and I'm walking. And then they start to call out, Rabbi, Rabbi, they're Jewish ladies. They're Israelis. Rabbi, Shabbat Shalom, Rabbi. They start to call out to me. Shabbat Shalom, Rabbi. And I say, Shabbat Shalom. I look, I say, Shabbat Shalom, Rabbi. You, you, you're Jewish. So I said, my, you're betach, you're Shabbat, they're sitting there, they don't, they don't look, you know, I couldn't, I still couldn't look at them, really, but, I, but they said, betach, you're Shabbat, Shalom, Rabbi, Shabbat, Shalom. If, if, if this same scene would have been in Nahariya somewhere, or in Tel Aviv, oh, 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 I would have gotten like, I would have gotten like, you know, they were throwing apples at me or something. <laughs> Here, Rabbi, Rabbi, Shabbat Shalom. They were chalishing a good Shabbos to a Jew. So I, I, so I said, Shabbat Shalom, Kulchan. I said, Shenizkesh litraot ba'aretz v'gam shalom v'gam sham ba'aretz nitnahekach. Shanagid echad l'sheni Shabbat Shalom. Gam ba'aretz. And they all scream out, Amen, Amen. Totally chiloniot. Amen, Amen. I was afraid they're going to come hug me or something. Amen, amen. Whoa, this is like a hysteris. Amen, amen. Jewish women, Jews. But the diburim, the words, they can disappear very quickly. But at a time, Khalilu when there's sorrows, or in this case, when Jews are away from each other, and they see a tzura v'yid, they, they don't hate, no Jews hate each other back. People are annoyed with each other. They don't hate each other, chas But it's very, very hard that the, that the, for the diburim to be written. But when it's a tzara, the Rebbe says, so, he's, so he says, it should be, because this feeling that we have for each other, and the Shibud and the Yira that we have, Hashem, because the heart was open, and therefore it's Anoichi, and the Chaf is engraved, the service, and Hashem is engraved deep within each and every one of us. Halavai, halavai, it should remain with us when Hashem will take us out of the Tzaris and we'll get back to our regular lives. It should remain with us, this is Iris, that was written in us.
L'chein, mitchilak siv. Therefore, the Rebbe ends and says, mitchilak siv. First it says, Ani Hashem alokei avicha. Not anochi. Ani Hashem alokei avicha. V'acharkach anochi imach. And afterwards it says, anochi. And the Rebbe says, Shinishtadel lovola anochi. Imchof gam ksavis. It's to teach Yaakov Avinu that we should be zaycha, that his children and his grandchildren should be zaycha, shouldn't have to be baitzaris, but that his children and grandchildren should be able to hear the ani as anoichi. They should be able to hear I am Hashem with the chaf, that it should be engraved deep within them. That I am always with you, that a Jew should feel that, that Hashem is always, always with us. And then you will see that I'm always with you. Not just now, but I'm always with you. If you open up your heart and allow my presence in, but with a chaf, that it should be engraved deep within you, then you will, you will realize and you will feel that I'm always with you. That wherever you go in the world, wherever you are, I'm always with you. So the Rebbe is answering that there are two types of shmiras. Remember that was the original question. Why does it have to be first, Hine Hashem Nitzav Love? So the Rebbe answered, My Davke, Hine Hashem Nitzav Love, Davke Hashem. Amalek, the shmir of Amalek is lacking when it comes to a Jew that's not so good. But now the Rebbe is telling us that there are two types of shmira. There's a Bechin of Ani Hashem Alakavim Avicha. And that type of Vishmir comes and goes. Not Mitzad Hashem, but how the person feels. It comes and it goes. But there's a second higher level of Shmir. That if you're able to open your heart up and to allow me in with the Chaf to be engraved in you, then the second level of Shmir, you'll realize that I'm always with you. Not a Malach. I'm with you every second. I'm always with you. You have to lift yourself up to that Madrega of Ksiva. Not to remain in a place of dibur, but to lift yourself up to a madrega of ksovis yehovis of ksiva, and then the diburim of the diburim of Hashem's promise of shmira will be engraved within the person, so that wherever he goes in the world, wherever he goes in life, he'll never feel that he's by himself. He'll always feel that he's together with a, that he's together with Hashem Baruch. Besides the chizik that the Rebbe was giving, this Torah is an unbelievable Torah. I hope you appreciate this. The, the oymik of the Torah that he's saying. A lot of people, when they speak about this Sefer, they talk about that it's unique because of, because of what the Rebbe was, the chizik that the Rebbe was giving to the Jews during the war. But you have to remember and not to lose sight that besides that, which is, which is in that way, of course, it's unique, it's also a very beautiful Sefer. Chidushim upon Chidushim in the Sefer. Well, we should be zayich for Shmira El Yoyna. It will take us back, Mitzvah to the place we belong. It should be Bakar of Mamish.